Hi, I'm Shane Robertson, and welcome to the Maysville Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Here at Maysville, we want to practice loving God, loving others, and serving the world. I trust this sermon will be an encouragement to you as it challenges your heart and strengthens your walk of faith. Now, grab your Bibles as we get ready to hear from the Word of God. Well, if you have your Bibles this morning, let me encourage you to find 1 Peter chapter number 1. 1 Peter chapter number 1. It is my desire this year to finish up the book of Acts, but this morning, being the first uh, day of the first Sunday of the new year, I wanted to bring a message that I've entitled Our Hope for the New Year. Our Hope for the New Year. 1 Peter chapter number 1. I want us to look at verses 3, 4, and 5. Before we look at these passages of Scripture in the text here today, I, it's been, I've been thinking about uh, 2021 and 2022, and as I've been thinking about it, I, I, I've been thinking about that little phrase, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Uh, I'm grateful that we had 2021, but I am grateful the Lord has taken it away. Uh, when you think about uh, 2021, it was a very strange and very difficult year. Uh, it, that, that's how I feel about 2021. I mean, the, I mean, it's like the peace of God that passes understanding. 2021 passed all understanding. Uh, and it endured forever. But now it's in the books, it's over, and it's gone. Thank God we are now faced with a brand new year. And our uh, hope and our desires that this year would be greater uh, than last year. And in thinking that, uh, 2022, uh, we think about the terms that we've learned from 2021. There's a term that we learned in 2021 that, that really we've never heard of before, we've never put in practice, and it really changed our lives forever. And that's the term COVID. COVID has changed our lives forever. I, I can remember having church members uh, and pastoring churches, and I, I can remember listening to uh, folks talk about the Depression. And when you think about the Depression, they, they, uh, uh, they couldn't go out. But, uh, or they couldn't work, but they couldn't go out. This is different. We can go out, but nobody wants to work. Uh, I mean, it is, COVID has done such strange and weird things. The number one thing people are looking for today, the number one thing people are hungry for today, the number one thing people are begging for today, they're thirsting for it today, they're living for it today, and they're dying for it today, and that is hope. People desire hope. Hope is the most powerful word in the English language, and it's one of the most powerful forces in all the world. Uh, during World War II, Winston Churchill recognized how powerful hope was. And as the Prime Minister of England, during probably one of the darkest hours uh, of that country's history, after the war was over, he was asked by a reporter, he was, he was asked the question uh, that simply uh, said, what, what is the greatest strategy here in Europe? What is the greatest weapon that we have here in our country? And without missing a beat, Winston Churchill said, well, it was England's greatest weapon uh, all along. It's the weapon of hope. Hope is a great weapon. Uh, I want to submit to you today that as a Christian in a pandemic, that one of the greatest weapons that we have today is the weapon of hope. 
Because Jesus is alive and because He's risen from the dead, then not only do we have hope, not only do we have the best hope, but we have the only hope that will take care of our past, our present, and our future. The risen Lord Jesus is the hope we need for 2022. Uh, Peter uh, was an eyewitness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And he literally gave his life for what he believed, and he preached till his dying day the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Notice what the Bible says in chapter number 3 of 1 Peter. First Peter, excuse me, chapter 1. Chapter 1, verse number 3. 1 Peter, chapter 1, verse number 3. Notice what Peter says here in the text. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Isn't that a good word? Reserved in heaven for you. I'm not done. Verse 5. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of the Word of God this morning. Here, when I read this text, I'm reminded that the resurrection of Jesus Christ gives the entire world hope in any situation. Those of us who do believe in the risen Lord Jesus Christ at times we may feel helpless, but we never, ever feel hopeless. Why? Because the Lord Jesus Christ is risen. He's alive. And thanks be unto God, He is the hope that we need. There is a sure hope that we have as believers. And in this text, I want you to notice three things God does for us to secure for us a blessed hope in 2022. And what I love about this passage of Scripture is it's timeless. So I could preach this in 2023, 2024, 2025. It doesn't matter. It is a timeless passage of Scripture. What do you mean, Pastor? I mean that this passage that we're looking at this morning is the only hope that we need, and that hope is Jesus Christ. So if you've ever felt helpless, if you've ever felt hopeless... I'm asking you today to turn your attention to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And for us as born-again children of God, know that the only hope for the world, not just America, the world, is Jesus Christ. So what are these three? Number, number one, let me give you the first one. The first one I want you to notice is found in verse number three, and that is this. God has given us life. God has given us life. Turn that person beside you and say, are you alive? Turn that other person and say, I know you're alive. Some of you talking to the wall. That's the funniest thing from my position I've ever seen. The Bible tells us in verse number 3, God's given us life. Look at what the text says. Notice, if you have your pens, pencil, lipstick, or mascara, verse number 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Peter is writing to a group of Christians throughout this various region there in Turkey, present-day Turkey. They're under severe persecution for their faith. This persecution has caused them to be imprisoned. This persecution has caused them to be beaten. This persecution has even been caused some of them to be crucified. Even Peter himself will eventually be crucified upside down 
for the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ that Jesus is resurrected from the dead. I'm talking about, we thought 2021 was bad. Brothers and sisters, I submit to you today, Peter was living in the first century where it was absolutely dangerous to be a Christian. And that danger caused him to be crucified. But he says, I'm not going to be crucified like my Lord. Crucify me upside down. Why? Because he said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I would underline that term, a lively hope. Why? Because Jesus who has been resurrected from the dead, Peter says we have a lively hope. The word lively hope literally means that we have a living hope. Though we go on living through the struggles, through the challenges, through the trials, through the heartache, through the pain, through the death, through the sickness, we live with a living hope. The hope we have is alive. And so he says here that this is not an ordinary hope. This is an extraordinary hope. An ordinary hope is a hope that says, well, I hope I win the lottery. That's not the kind of hope you need as a Christian. Uh, we find here that this hope is not one who says, well, I, I hope I get a date this weekend, or, or I, I hope that I ace that test that I didn't study for. That's not the hope we're talking about. We're talking about a living hope. We're talking about a hope that's sure, a hope that's secure, a hope that can swing over hell on a dry corn stalk. I'm talking about a hope that can only come through Jesus Christ. I read a story about a second grade teacher who was teaching her class some vocabulary words, and she said, she said, class, she said, what's the definition of hope? One of her little students raised her hand and said, ooh, ooh I, I know, hope is wishing for something you know ain't going to happen. That's not the kind of hope we have as Christians. We have a sure hope. We have a positive hope. We have a hope that we absolutely know for sure is going to take place. Peter is talking about a living hope that never dies and a living hope that can never fail. We are told that, that it's true because this greatest hope that anyone could ever have is that there's life after death. And the life that we have after death is the life that we found in Jesus Christ, our crucified Lord who was buried and did something that nobody else could do, raise himself up from the dead. He is alive and His life gives us hope and it's a living hope to live every day victorious over the flesh, the devil, and the world. The United States Air Force, I have read, trained some of their teams to memorize two numbers in order to survive. The first number they tell the Air Force to memorize is the number uh, 98.6. You have to memorize 98.6. 98.6, as you know, is the optimum core body temperature. And when you get to below 88 degrees, when your body temperature gets below 88 degrees, you can't think clearly. And if your body temperature drops to 82 degrees, you're a goner. So they teach them, first of all, whatever you do, keep your body core at 98.6 degrees. Keep that temperature up. You've got to stay warm. And then there's a second number they teach the Air Force. And that's the number three. The number three. 
Now, it's a little bit more complicated, but it's called the rule of three. And here's what the rule of three says. The rule of three says you can survive three weeks without food. You can survive three days without water. You can survive three hours without shelter in extreme conditions. You can survive three minutes without air. But listen to this last one. You can survive only three seconds without hope. Brothers and sisters, I submit to you that Peter knew something that he is trying to communicate to you and I of such vital importance regardless of the day we face. And that is we have a living hope in Jesus Christ. Peter tells us that we have a hope that will never die. That hope is through the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ because at the resurrection and faith in our risen Savior and our risen Lord, we have a new birth, a new beginning, a new life. That means that the moment we're born again, the slight, is, the slight has, uh, excuse me, the slate has been wiped clean, past sins, present sins, future sins. They're all under the blood of Jesus Christ. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow no other fault I know nothing but the blood of Jesus have you been bathed in the blood of Jesus today the first birth puts us in a, a blood family but the second birth puts us in God's family the Bible tells us about a living hope that comes through Jesus Christ the Bible tells us not only here in the text uh, there about this living hope, but he says the reason why we can trust God today. The reason why we can trust God for tomorrow. The reason why we can trust God through 2022 is because that He changed our lives yesterday. You think about how Jesus Christ saved you. You're not the same person you used to be. Matter of fact, if you are the same person that you used to be, you don't really know the Lord. If there's been no change, then you don't know Christ. Notice the text again in verse 3. He says, blessed, that is happy, that is favored, that is uh, joyful. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again. Brothers and sisters, we're not just talking about a physical birth. We're talking about a spiritual birth. A second birth. Being born again. Brothers and sisters, the Bible says this lively hope that we have comes through the second birth. And this second birth that he's speaking of is the salvation birth. The day that you received Christ as your Savior. The day that you realized and recognized that you were dead in trespasses and sin. The day that you recognized that the power of the Holy Spirit of God is the only thing that can save you. The blood is the only thing that can wash you. The blood is the only thing that can make a difference in your life. You can't work enough to get to God. You can't serve enough to get to God. You can't join a church to get to God. You can't be baptized to get to God. The only way to get to God is to come through Jesus Christ. We can trust Him today. He changed our yesterday. My question to you today is this in 2022. 
Has God given you spiritual life? Has God changed your life, sir? Has God changed your life, ma'am? When you look back over the course of your existence, are you still the same person you've always been? Or have you had an experience with Jesus Christ? And has that experience with Jesus changed you? Have you surrendered fully to Him? Or have you just said, well, I I think I'm just going to get a little bit of religion. The Bible talks about pure religion. The Bible talks about true religion. This true religion, this pure religion that the Scripture speaks about is is the truth of Jesus Christ and how that He saves lost people and changes their lives. God has given us life. Number two, I want you to notice the second thing God does for us. The second thing God does for us that secures a blessed hope for 2022 is that God also is guarding our life. Uh, He is guarding our life. Look at what the Bible says in verse number 5. Notice this. Who are kept by the power of God through faith into salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Now, in verse number 5, the word who there is referring back to those that he spoke about in verse 3, those that have a lively hope. Who are kept. We are the ones that are kept. The word kept here is a fascinating passage of Scripture. He's speaking about the moment that God gives us spiritual life, the moment God gives us this new birth, the moment that we have this new beginning in our life, God takes over our life, and now, watch this, He guards our life. He guards us. If you got your Bibles, I would underline the word kept. The word kept there means to guard by shielding. To guard by shielding. It means to be guarded by a garrison, to be guarded by soldiers, to be guarded with a shield. It speaks of protection. It's speaking to the fact that Jesus Christ, through the blood that we've been washed in, protects us and guards us from ever going to hell. Friday night was Grant's birthday. We almost had a New Year's baby. In fact, they tried their best to get Miriam to have a New Year's baby. She said, I ain't keeping this kid in any longer. It's coming out now. And so the 31st, here comes Grant. He was born. We celebrated his birthday on uh, Friday. And we had some fireworks that were left over from, uh, I guess, 4th of July last, or, or whatever the case may be. And uh, we, we had two sets. We had one little set that came with this little, this little cannon, this little tube here, uh, that you just dropped them in, and boom, they, would, they would take off. But we had a couple of other fireworks, had three of them, three of these that were left over from, I don't know when they were left over from, but they didn't fit in that little tube. But they were great biggins, David. Great biggins. And uh, Grant had made a potato gun for his, uh, for his birthday. He made that. And man, it was exciting. Now, I know some of you are going, this is not going to end well. Just hang in there with me. We couldn't. We, I said, well, I, let, let's do this. Let's see if it'll fit in that potato gun. And it wouldn't fit in the potato gun on one end, but it would fit on the other end. So it had a small end and a big end. And I said, I got an idea. This will be spectacular. 
Anytime I have a spectacular idea, that means you need to find a place to get shielded. And that's exactly what we did. We took that potato gun, we turned it upside down, we jumped, jammed that thing down into the ground, we beat it down there, and that thing was pointing straight up. We said, we don't know if this thing's going to come out or not, but let's try it. And everybody's happy to say, yeah, let's do it. We lit that thing and we dropped it down in the tube. You could see that thing through that PVC. It was a PVC pipe. You could see that thing through the PVC pipe. It was light and you could see it going all the way down. And we, ah! And what did we do? We ran. And I hid behind an Adirondack chair. And everybody else did too. And we were looking over the top of it like this, right? Looking over the top of it. Here it goes. Everybody duck. Boom. Went straight up in the air. Boom. Beautiful. Nobody got injured. We jumped up behind our shields and said, it worked, it worked, get another, get another one. And we had a wonderful time. Here's the point. We weren't quite sure what was going to happen, Keith. So we wanted to make sure if that thing blew out the side, at least we were shielded by something. And what we were shielded by were those Adirondack chairs. They were wooden. We were hiding behind them. Brothers and sisters, I want to submit to you today. The devil wants to throw all of his fiery darts at you. But the Lord Jesus Christ, because of the blood that he shed on Calvary's cross, we have a guaranteed greater shield than an Adirondack chair. Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says, who were kept? How are we kept? How are we shielded, God? By the power. The power of God. We are shielded. By the power of God, look at this, through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the lifetime. Brothers and sisters, I can't help but think, I can't help but think about the resurrection of Jesus. And at the resurrection of Jesus, God showed up, the Lord Jesus Christ showed up, and there was, was a Thomas. And Thomas says, I'm not going to believe unless I see the handprints I see the nail prints in his hand and I can put my finger in those nail prints. And I will not believe until I can see his side and I can thrust my hand up in his side. We all know the story. We know what happened. Jesus shows up and he gets to Thomas and he says, Here I am, Thomas. Here's my hands. I, I heard you. Put your fingers in them. Here's my side. Thrust your hand up in my side. Here it is, Thomas. And Thomas fell to the ground, and he looked up at Jesus, and he said, My Lord and my God. And the next words out of Jesus' mouth are something that ought to be resonating in our hearts throughout the course of our life and our existence. Jesus said, Thomas, you're blessed because you got to see the nail prints in the side. But how much more blessed are those who that believe who have never seen? Bless, I'm about to have a running fit. Look at what the scriptures, David, look at it, right? Look at it, brother. He tells us here in the text, he says, You are kept by the power of God through what? What initiates this? What is the trigger of this power? Your faith. Your faith. 
Faith in believing that Jesus Christ is exactly who He says He is. He's the Messiah. And it is through that faith that we can have assurance that when we die, we're going to go to heaven. It is through that faith we can have assurance that regardless of the situation, we've got joy unspeakable and full of glory. He tells us here in the text, God is guarding our lives. I've been watching a documentary on the Discovery Channel about planet Earth. And they were doing this segment on the ocean. And they had this this submarine. And it was glass all around it. And they were going to some of the, the most greatest depths in the ocean. And they got in that submarine and down, down, down they they went and they got to the place where the sun could not break through the water anymore and it became dark. And everything in this strata of the ocean, color, all color turns to blue. The individual was wearing a red shirt. It was absolutely amazing. They put the camera on and his shirt who was bright red at the beginning, now it's blue. And they got deeper and deeper and deeper. And the deeper they got, the more the sub began to talk to them. The submarine began to creak. And the submarine began to pop. And and the host turned and says, what's going on with the submarine? And and the explorer said, well, the submarine is, is adjusting to the pressure. And as it adjusts to the pressure... It creaks and it pops because the pressure is pushing in on the submarine so great. And, and then, then the explorer turned to the host and said, Isn't it amazing to think that the only thing that's saving our lives right now is six inches of plastic? Brothers and sisters, we are not shielded by six inches of plastic. We're not shielded by an Adirondack chair. We are shielded by the power of God that is initiated by faith. The same faith, if you would, that it took those explorers to climb into that sub the first time and say, we're just going to believe. We are just going to believe that we're going to go all the way down to the deepest parts of the ocean and survive in this vessel we have created. Brothers and sisters, I submit to you, we as born-again children of God exercise a more greater faith in putting our faith and hope in Jesus Christ as the surety of the blood of Jesus has cleansed us from all sin. The Scripture says we are shielded by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. One day we're going to lay these bodies down And the revelation we're going to see as children of God will be God Himself. Praise God that He is guarding our lives. Number three, here's the third and final thing very quickly as my time gets away from me. We see here in the text that He's given us life. We see that God is guarding our life. And then I want you to notice number three, the third one here in the text, is that God is guiding our life. He's guiding our life. Look at what the Scripture says in verse number 4. The Bible says, To an inheritance 
incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you. God is guiding your life, Christian. Listen to me, dear friend. He's guiding your life. L- look again at the text. The Bible says, to an inheritance. The word to and, to and, is a traveling term. It is saying that you are on a journey. You're on in a journey, and that journey is to an inheritance. And that inheritance is incorruptible. That inheritance is undefiled. That inheritance does not fade away. That inheritance is reserved in heaven for you. God's guiding you, Christian. Look back at 2021 and see how difficult the days has been. How hard it was. And yet here you are. How did you get here? How did you get here at Maisel Baptist Church on January 2nd, 2022? When you look back, you see that you're on a journey. And the journey that you were on, God guided you. And here you are. And that journey's not over. That journey will continue to exist in your life until the day you die. God takes care of His children. So, man, I tell you what, he's got a funny way of taking care of it. Man, I've experienced some difficulties. I've experienced some hard times. I've experienced some trials. I've experienced some tribulation. I've experienced some great temptation. I've experienced all these horrible, difficult things. But you're still here. I heard Adrian Rogers say, and I love it, I think it's one of the, I think it's one of the best outlooks as a Christian that we can have. Adrian Rogers, Rogers said, as a Christian, we are either going into a storm, in the middle of a storm, or coming out of the storm. And what the most important thing in the storms of our life is understanding this. We're not the captain of the ship. Only God can get you through the storms of your life. God takes care of our past by giving us spiritual life. God takes care of our present by guarding us in our personal life. But God has even taken care of our future because He's promised us eternal life. Because we've been born into God's family, because God is our Father, because we have an inheritance, the Bible says there in verse number 4 that this inheritance is incorruptible. This inheritance is undefiled. This inheritance will never fade away. And this inheritance is reserved for you in heaven. Now here's the question that often people struggle with with the text. What is the inheritance? If I were to put the question out for debate, some of you in the room would say, the, quest, the, the inheritance is heaven. To which I would say yes, but that's only partially it. Yes, it is heaven, but that's only part of it. The inheritance that we get is God. God is in heaven, yes. But the inheritance that we get is God. And what's so amazing about this inheritance is that we have Him now. Uh, He is a good, good Father who loves us and cares for us and gives us Himself now. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us. 
this inheritance is kept for you. Who's you? Christians. Born again children of God. It amazes me how that people think that they can do their own thing and live their own life and go their own way and call their own shots and say, uh, you know what, uh, me and God, we got this deal worked out. God don't work out no deals. God in His great sovereignty, God in His great love, God in His greatness said there's only one way to heaven and that's through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. If you think you can bypass Jesus and you think you can live your life just the way you want to live it and then all of a sudden you're just going to show up in the presence of God and say, okay, here I am, then you're either incredibly ignorant or you're just absolutely arrogant. Brothers and sisters, I submit to you today as a born-again child of God, believing the Word of God, there's only one way to get to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. Only God's children are allowed in God's house. Well, you know what? This is God's house. This isn't God's house. He Look, God doesn't have an apartment upstairs. The Bible says wherever three or four are gathered together, that's where the Spirit of the Lord is. Is God everywhere? Yeah, but look, this isn't His house. We don't come into His house. We are His house. The Holy Spirit dwells inside of us. We assemble together to worship Him. Is He here? Yes, He's here. He's in our presence. But when we leave, He goes with us. I love what this Bible, what the Bible tells us about this inheritance. I love what it says. It says it can never perish. Uh, we've been uh, ordering this... Uh, Every plate. They, they, they bring you this box, and inside this box it's got all this, this, everything you need to be a chef. I liked it about the first two weeks. And then it became too much work. But, 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 but it's fun. Don't get me wrong. But you better do it in a timely fashion, because if you don't, then there's going to be some things that perish. We looked last night and considered making the final every plate that was in the refrigerator. But we waited too long. And I pulled it out and there, the carrots had wilted up. They perished. Left to themselves not being used, not being eaten, not being consumed, not being taken care of, they perished. The Bible tells us here that this inheritance that we have, God, He can never perish. Even though you may not fellowship with Him, He's never going to perish. Even though you might leave Him alone, He's never going to perish. The Bible also says that he never spoils or fades. The scripture tells us that you can't destroy this inheritance. You can't defile this inheritance. You can't displace this inheritance. The inheritance that has been given to you is firm, secure, constant, steady, will never change. God is always the same today, tomorrow, and in days to come. He always was, He always will, and He always will be. There was a study done on wealthy, with wealthy families by a consulting firm. 
And when they studied this, these wealthy families, here's what they found. Listen, I found this very fascinating. They found that 70% of well-to-do families lose their wealth by the second generation. So if, if you have come to wealth, if you've come to wealth, the average family loses all of that wealth by the second generation. 90% lose it by the third generation. So if you keep it two generations, the third generation is almost 90% plus is guaranteed to waste their inheritance. But there's one thing about this inheritance that we've got. As a born-again Christian, once you have it, you can never lose it. You can never waste it. You can never displace it. It is ours forever. So when you look at this passage of Scripture and you think about 2022, you cannot help but think about we have a hope that this world does not have. We have a hope for our past, a hope for our present, and our hope for our future, and that hope is only found in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There are only two places in the universe where there's no hope. You ever thought about this? There's only two places in this whole universe where there's no hope. One is hell. In hell, there is no hope. Number two, the second, is heaven. Why? Because there's no need of any more hope. We're in the presence of God. So in the here and now, what we need today is hope. And the hope that we have, according to the Word of God, is one that's sure, one that's constant, one that cannot and will not fail, and one that we can put our trust in in 2022 and know that everything we experience this year, even though there might be times of helplessness, there will never be times of hopelessness. Why? Because according to the Word of God, the Scripture says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again into lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith into salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Could we bow for prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you for the Word of God. Lord, I pray that today our hearts would be encouraged in the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Now, Lord, there may be someone here today who does not have this living hope. Lord, I pray today that they would put their faith in Jesus Christ. Lord, would you have your way in this invitation, I pray. In Jesus' name. Now, before I say amen and we sing a hymn of invitation this morning, maybe you're here today, and maybe you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Maybe you do not have that living hope. Maybe you look back over your life and you say, Pastor, not only have I been helpless, I've been hopeless, but I see the hope in Jesus today. And today my desire is to give myself to Him.
If that is your desire today, dear friend, from your heart to God's heart, would you cry out to the Lord? Would you say something like this to Him today? Would you say, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I believe that you are the Savior. And this morning, I repent of my sin. And I trust you as my Savior. Thank you for saving me. I'll live for you. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. As a pastor, my primary concern is your eternity. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, that you can know where you will spend eternity. I would love to connect with you and talk more about your walk of faith. You can email and find more information about the ministry of Maysville Baptist Church on our website. Just type maysvillebaptist.net in your search engine. Also, you can support this ministry through our website or by mailing your gift to 8875 Highway 82 Spur Road, Maysville, Georgia, 30558. God bless you, and I hope you tune in next week where once again we turn our hearts towards the Word of God.